Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Wex Appeal, Barbells, Beats, and Buffoonery. I am your host, Wex, and it's a special edition today. Today is going to be all about the 2020 Reebok CrossFit Games that are going to be held in Aromas, California, this Friday, October 23rd, Saturday and Sunday, the 24th and 25th. You can watch it online at games.crossfit.com. You can go to CBS Sports. They're going to play two hours on Saturday of it. Some highlights and some live live uh, events. You can also um, go on Pluto TV. Check it out. They're going to have a whole bunch of events all day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So my weekend is booked and planned, and I cannot wait. That being said, before we get into the show and we start giving our picks and predictions on what's going to happen, I want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Duke Cannon Supply Company. Their purpose is simple, and it's to make superior quality grooming goods that meet the high standards of hardworking men. Tested by soldiers and made in the USA, valuing hard work, family, community, bacon, and country. You don't get any better than that. Like I said, it's made in the USA, and they support the troops. They do support the men and women that serve our country, giving to charities like Honor Flight, MWTSA, which is the Military Working Dog Team Support Association, Canines for Warriors, and Folds of Honor. All great organizations that give back to our troops and our veterans, and I am all about it. On top of that, they just make an awesome product. Their B-A-B-O-S, which is their big-ass bar of soap, is three times larger than anything you find in the stores normally. It smells better. It's made better. You don't have to worry about all the chemicals and the you know soapy buildup you get. It's just really good soap. They also put out cologne. They do um, beer, sham or they do beer. They do beard. They, I say beer, but they do beer scented soap and cologne as well, um, which is not as weird as what you would think it would smell like. Don't worry, you don't smell like an alcoholic. You just smell like a nice whiskey barrel, which I don't know about you. Smells good to me. I'm all about it. So get over to DukeCannon.com, put in your order, and use the promo code BBWEXAPPEAL. That's B-B-W-E-X-A-P-P-E-A-L at checkout to get 10% off your first order. Support a great company, support a great cause, and support our podcast at the same time. It's a win-win-win. Now, today on the show... I said a lot of we in the beginning, and that's because I have a very special guest with me today. We got Tom Taylor coming from the Full Send podcast, where you can find it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and many other platforms as well. Make sure you get over, check his podcast out. But he's going to be joining me today to help me give predictions. He's going to give his predictions for the top five men and women for the CrossFit Games this year, and also... We're going to try and figure out what's inside Dave Castro's mind, what we've got going on with the games today. So sit back, enjoy this special edition, all dedicated to the 2020 Reebok CrossFit Games. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here with my guest today for our special edition CrossFit Games episode. My guest is Tom Taylor from the Full Send Podcast, and you can find it on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, and a host of others. 
But he's here with me today, and also the reason that this podcast exists is because he and I got to talking, he did the podcast, we started talking about podcasting and, and how to do it, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna take the leap, I'm going to do it as well. So now we both have podcasts, and we're going to jump on each other's show and talk and, and have, some, have a good time. He is a level one CrossFit coach at CrossFit Dark Zone, and also a teacher. He is a father and a husband, so he's a family man. Got a six-year-old boy and also a podcast host, so he's burning the candle on both ends just like I am. So, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you, Wex. Thanks for having me, man. No problem. Now, we talked a little bit before about, um, well, we've talked at length about the CrossFit Games this year and what we have on the table. I know CrossFit Games has released some um they've released five of the events officially there's a few more that dave castro has gone out there and kind of peppered into his feed on the on the instagram and social media and things like that so i'm gonna let you take over for the events that we know and kind of go back and forth with you on it you are the you know your your show on on uh on full send you talk a lot about breaking down events and and kind of your strategies and and how you would do things and how you would train for things, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to you, man. So we know event number two, three, I think it's two, three, six, seven, and event 11. If I remember correctly, that's the ones that we have. So what you got, man? Yeah, so I don't think we know event one. I don't even think he dropped a hint for event one. Now, um, but, so- you, but you and I agree on that, that I think we think it's going to be the hopper. To, to start off the very first event, the hopper, that would be a that'd be a beautiful touch to the weekend. I, I mean, it's only fitting. I think that that's how they started twenty um, two thousand seven. The that's how they started the first CrossFit Games was, was with the hopper. He's been super silent on it. Nobody said a word, and um, but he's released all these other hints for other for other events. So my guess is Hopper. I I, I think you had said it at, at one point that it, you think it's the Hopper as well. Yeah, I mean it. It'd be going back to the roots, pulling out the Hopper, start off. Oh, thing of beauty. Yeah. Now for those of you who don't know what the Hopper is, basically it's a peanut roaster. Like is what is what it actually is. Um, it was a machine that you used to roast peanuts, kind of like a bingo, a giant bingo machine, and they would put movements into this Hopper. Um, with a preset, I believe they had a preset timeline or, or uh, event time, and they would turn the wheel, an event would come out, or they would put their hand in, pull uh, you know, something out of the hopper, and that would be the movement that they would do. And I think it was, they had a 1,000-meter row buy-in, and then they did five rounds of 25 pull-ups, and... I don't know if it was a push press or a clean and jerk at 135. I think it was seven reps, if I remember correctly. Um, and that was the first the first workout, which for them now would be just super light. <laughs> but um, yeah, but that was the first hopper. So basically, they didn't have they had no idea what it was. They turned this wheel, pulled it out of the you know out of the out of the hopper, and called off the movements, and away they went. Yeah. So I mean, we don't know what event one was or is. So we'll uh, we'll jump to event two that he released. Um, <clears throat> event two is a corn sack sprint for time. 
It's a 320-meter hill sprint with a corn sack, 30 pounds for the ladies, 50 pounds for the guys, uh, and a time cap of eight minutes. So I don't see anyone getting capped in eight minutes. Um, no, I think the ladies tested at 3.33. Was the, um, and that was uh, Christy Aramo O'Connell. She, uh, she put up like a 3.33 on the, on the test. Okay, so I could see, I could definitely see some ladies getting under three minutes for sure. Um, Strategy-wise, for that one, I mean, it's you throw a bag on your shoulders and you just take off on a sprint. Now, the limiting factor is just how bad do you want to hurt making it to the top. Uh, some are going to hurt the whole way. Others are going to probably dial it back when it does start to burn or they do feel the pain. But with only five athletes. You're just gonna have to suck it up through that pain and just drive the whole way through. Yeah. No. Now, what are your thoughts? Like, I mean, you got five athletes. Obviously, with any kind of race, somebody's gonna pull out to a lead. If you're number five and you get left a little bit, do you do you throttle it back and conserve? Take the fifth place that you're probably gonna get anyways and and conserve it, or do you just still send it to try and get as close as you can and maybe somebody slips up maybe somebody falls and you're right in the spot yeah i mean i think distance is going to be a huge role i think probably with the last hundred meters of the event you'll kind of know where you're at uh you know if you're able to catch someone if you're jockeying for position but you know if you're 100 meters back i think it would be a smart idea to kind of dial it back and conserve um now will that make castro happy uh i think it would end up making him furious knowing him um just to see someone kind of quit or dial it back and in regards to that but yeah i think i think once you're around that 100 meters left is going to be kind of a determining factor if you do dial it back or if you just go full send still yeah now from what i've seen so event three is the crossfit total right Yes, you got the CrossFit total. Okay. Now, I saw a picture, and it looked like they were setting up, but now that I think about it, no, I, I still think that. So it looked like they had the setup for the CrossFit total at the Morgan Hill Sports, Sports Coliseum, or the sports complex, which has a pool, has a soccer field, has... Uh, a couple different things that they could they could do there. I know Rogue is setting up a rig there, that that's twenty miles away from the ranch, and um, so you can imagine there's going to be a little bit of time between that sprint and having to go through the CrossFit total. So it's not going to be a, you know, oh you're done with the sprint, you know you got five minutes to go do a total. Yeah, um, it could be that way, but I also think back as well to the games where they did the 7K trail run and pretty much turned right back around and had to hit a heavy deadlift ladder. Yeah, but but at the same location. So them having the, the sprint and then the um, CrossFit total at a different location, I don't see them going. I don't see them going back to back on that. I mean, they're going to have some. Uh, they're going to have some recovery time there. I, I do think at some point they're going to have a back-to-back or a two-score workout. I just don't know where. But I yeah, don't. Uh, but, but I don't think he'd throw it that you know, early. Pro- 
Well, what was the, what was it last year? The Ringer event 12 and 13, I think, was yeah. back-to-back with the minute rest. Yep. And that was brutal. Um, I mean, yeah. you, you had people like James Newberry who just went just all out on the bike the, on the first one to win that one and then be dead last in the second one. You had Kerry Pierce, who's one of the five um, that are going to Aromas, who fell off the rings, and that minute was not enough time to recover. And, and she did not do well in the next, the next segment because of it. Um, so, I mean, you, yeah, I, I do think there will be a, a back-to-back workout. I just don't know where they're going to put it. So that, so that was event. So event three was CrossFit total. So what's, uh, what do you got for, for CrossFit total? So we got a one rep max back squat, a one rep max shoulder press and a one rep max deadlift. Um, you know, strategy's pretty simple. I mean, you're going to have to lift heavy. Uh, do you go in with preset totals? I think having a conservative safe lift to hit first is a smart idea. Um, either hitting a lift that is close to your max, your max, or even five pounds over your max for your next lift would be smart. And then just one final lift to try to send it. Um, now, I don't know if you know this or not, but they have it listed as back squat, shoulder press, and deadlift. Do you think that will be the order for the total, or are they going to start with the shoulder press? That is traditionally the order. The The traditional order for it is back squat first. Okay, because I think when they did it in 2018, they started with the shoulder press? Mm, no, actually, I, I, I don't think they did. I think they did start with the back squat. Um no, actually, no, they did start with the back squat because that's how they have it listed on their on the score sheet. Um, okay. So back squat was first. And then the strict press, what they did is they had three different stations. So they would do the back squat on one station, and then they'd step up to the next station and do um, the strict press, each time only having three attempts per lift, which is which is traditional for the CrossFit total. So they have three attempts to get their best lift. If they miss all three, I mean, they they might as well just not lift anything else (laughs) because they would be done at that point. But the um, one rep max back squat, shoulder press, deadlift in that order for load. So so the total score and how that works, and I'm trying to explain to people who aren't, you know, don't do CrossFit as well that might be listening to this, the CrossFit total is a, you know, you do one rep is a, is a back squat. So for easy math, we're going to say they did 300 and they have a 150 pound strict press. So the strict press, you have to be in a locked front, you know, a locked position and there can be no bounce of the bar. The bar cannot change directions. You can't go up, you know, kind of bounce it to, to get momentum. You have to go strictly off your chest, straight up into a locked position, no bend at the knees, fully stiff, what you would call military press. It's the hardest of the, of the presses because there's no momentum. It's just pure strength. And then of course, everybody's favorite, the deadlift, big, heavy weight bars, bending (laughs) all over the place. Yeah. So that's event three. Now the next two event four and event five are not listed. They don't have it. Um, they don't have official, they haven't officially, you know, said what the workouts are going to be, but event four 
they hinted at being a handstand and also at the park at the at the morgan uh morgan hill complex which has a soccer field the you know the pool and all that so event four is going to be something on the hands so some sort of handstand movement i would say a couplet or a triplet you know something else you know something else included in that and then event five is the trail run they haven't set distance or if there's anything else with the trail run if they have to run to a location and do something you know you know, kind of spartan style where they have obstacles um or if it's just i think what was it the 7k trail run originally in 2018 i think it was 7k yeah so i mean you got a considerable amount of distance so that alone is going to be a test especially in that terrain so you've got event seven like we said kind of a or no sorry event five being the trail run so event six we do have one for event six yeah we have toes the bar and lunge which is a rep scheme of 30 20 10 reps per time of toes the bar and then kettlebell lunge in yards with two 24 kg kettlebells and for the ladies and two 32 kg kettlebells for the guys and the american breakdown for all for all of us americans if, if you're listening is um the women's are going to be about a 53 pound kettlebell one in each arm and the men are going to be about a 73 75 pound kettlebell in each arm for those lunges. So that's going to yeah. be, it's going to be considerable weight. It's going to be very grippy. So how do you, how do you attack the toes to bar? What, what, you know, it, it's not a heavy, it's not a huge rep scheme. Yeah. So looking at, uh, looking at toes to bar, um, I think capacity is going to vary for athlete. Uh, I know there's going to probably be one or two that are heavily gymnastics based. Um, so if you can try to stay unbroken on the toes to bar, uh, unbroken is going to be the way to go. Um, if you do have to drop, it's got to be like a one-second drop, shake your arms out and jump right back on. Kettlebell lunge, uh, 30 yards. I think, you know, you, we talked earlier, we determined it's close to, or well, it should be 90, 90 feet. Yeah, 90 feet for the um, first one, so 90 60, 30, you know, yeah, 90, 90, 60, 60 30, 30 feet. feet. Yep. Uh, the 90, I'm, I'm just thinking back to, you know, previous opens where we've had to do dumbbell lunges for like 200 feet. Um, you know, if you can stay steady and continue lunging for the whole 90 feet, it'd be, you know, that'd be the way to go. However, you know, thinking about it as well, 45 foot, to break, shake your arms out real quick, and then get back to it. Um, could also be a good strategy, but I think a lot of athletes are going to have to kind of pay attention to the rest of the field as well. Like if you if you are starting to lead that event and you're going into lunges, um, you know, and no one's no one's really around you. I mean, I think it would be smart to stop, shake those arms out, and then get back to lunging. Uh, even if, you know, even if you do set it down and then someone does pass you, you're going back in with a little less fatigue. Um, gripping the kettlebells is going to play a massive role. You know, are you going to be able to set those kettlebells on your shoulders in that front rack position and take some of that grip off your hands? Which, or are you... which it looks like it in, in looking at the, the announcement photo that they put out, 
Um, it looks like she has them rested right on her shoulders. Yeah, but I mean, how you know? I'm thinking as well. Seventy to seventy-five pounds is nothing to you know play with, especially with two. So, are you going to be able to rest them on your shoulders and not have a full grip on it? especially going down into that lunge, it's going to be difficult. Dumbbells are nice because you can kind of set them on your shoulders and they can kind of rest there, but kettlebells are a little bit more awkward. Yeah. And now, I mean, keep in mind it was overhead when uh, Tia had her issue um, holding the kettlebells overhead, but the, um, you know, this is going to be on the, you know, on the shoulders. So she's not going to have to have that lockout. Because if you remember 2016, no, 2017, she lost that event to Carl Saunders in that just crazy ending where she almost crossed the line and couldn't lock that, couldn't lock that kettlebell out. And was it kettlebell or dumbbell? It was, it was the Fibonacci final. It was yeah. two, two kettlebells. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was kettlebell. Um, but that had to be overhead in the walking lunges, and you know that took a toll. But again, it was overhead, which is completely different. Yeah. So, so you're saying somebody with gymnastics is probably going to do pretty well, which lends to Haley and Carrie. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've seen a couple couple interviews with Haley as well, talking about her you know, her gymnastics abilities. And when she did Rogue, they had, I think it was 60 to 75 toes to bar for two rounds plus double unders. And I think one other movement, or maybe it was the bike or something. Uh, I think it was the bike they also had, but she said, you know, she's like toes to bars. I can go all day. She's like, we do about 150 toes to bar daily with Froning. So I see her, I actually, you know what? You can put me on here saying, I guarantee Guarantee Haley Adams will not break her toes the bar at mm. all. Okay. Interesting. All right. I'll have to watch for that and, and see. Now, you mentioned an assault bike in, in the training. We haven't seen anything about an assault bike in, the, uh, in any of the announcements. However, obviously assault has something to do with it because Castro is giving out assault bikes to anybody who can guess the actual workouts. So, I mean, I would assume there's going to be an assault bike showing up somewhere. Yeah, and, you know, I, I'm i thinking back as well, going back to the roots of the ranch. Um, do you remember, uh, and I'm sure you've seen the video where they were uh, sledgehammering a spike into the ground? Yeah. So, I'm kind of thinking, you know, they had the assault banger a couple years ago where you had the assault bike and... Then you had to hit the the banger, I think it was 30 feet with the sledgehammer. So I think it'd be kind of nifty to, you know, we might see another assault bike and some sort of sledgehammer hit, maybe. Well, I hope it's driving something into the ground and not pulling sleds across like if, <laughs> like at that like at that event. People were, there was some, there was some strategery going on that was uh, a little bit against the rules. Yeah. But they were getting away with it, so... All right, so that was event six, and then we go to event seven, which is the snatch. That's the snatch triple. Yep. So we got, so what do we got? We got three rounds, three bars, with um, 
an elimination each round. Yeah, so we have single elimination each round. Um, you have the quarterfinal round where you have five athletes that enter with a one-minute cap. The ladies are lifting or snatching, 145, 150, and 155. The fellas are going 225, 235, and 245. Then after that, one person's eliminated. You have the semifinal round with four athletes and a two-minute cap uh, where the ladies are lifting 160, 165, and 170. And the men are lifting 245, 255, and 265. Then you have one male, one female eliminated again into your final round with three athletes and a three-minute cap where the ladies are going 175, 180, and 185. And the guys are going 265, 275, and 285. Just for reference, I'm not making it out of the first round, even in the ladies' side. <laughs> uh, you know, I honestly think I have a really good chance of winning the female side. <laughs> um, however, the male side, I'm not making it past the first bar. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hefty. It's, it's hefty. Um, and... I mean, you're not beating Tia. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> she's, I mean, she's, I, I'm going, I'm going power snatch all the way. Oh, of course. She might be going one arm. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> she, she's, she's a bit of a, bit of a brute when it comes to lifting the weight and, and throwing it around. She's, she's incredible. Yeah. It was just actually incredible to watch, watch lift. The, the three minutes at the end is interesting. Um, we'll see how people game that. I do hope that there's not any stupid penalties. And by that, I don't know if you remember the um, the clean sprint. And it actually happened to Noah where he cleaned one of the bars, stepped to the side and got chalk and walked around the bar. And he got some like 10 second penalty or some ridiculous penalty and it knocked him out yeah you had to i think you had to step over the bar yeah you had to step over the bar but i mean he walked to the side and got chalk it wasn't i mean it definitely wasn't advantageous for him to to do it, it I, I, yeah that's all i'm gonna say about that i i hope they don't have that as well i hope they just you know let it let it be strictly the lifting and um and go from there yeah, I don't. I don't see anything like that. I mean, I a, a lot of times they group run, swim, run, or run paddleboard, run, or we really haven't seen too much recently in the games of swimming and some sort of uh, some sort of weight. So I think it'd be pretty cool to bring to bring that back to the games. Yeah. Now, if, if you're following on with the with the buttery bros, uh, Brooke Wells was actually doing some of that. She was doing some some uh, training. Where she would do a you know do a lap, jump out and do dumbbell snatches, jump back in and you know and, and kind of trying to get used to that that element, uh, you know. So she was training with oh who was she training with? Was it Will Morad? No, I want to say it might have been it might have been Will Morad and Street, Street Horner. Horner. Yeah, yep, it was those two, um, and they were doing they were doing training for the games. And Buttery Bros were out there, you know, training with them and, and doing all that. Um, so, like we said, 8, 9, and 10 are kind of up in the air. We don't know what those are. But then we have event number 11, which 
obviously this comes up because of last year and it's already going to throw the red flags. Go ahead, throw it out there. Yeah, it's the sprint, sled, sprint. You have a 100-yard sprint, a 100-yard sled push, where the women's weight is an 80-pound sled and the guys is a 105-pound sled. And then you cap it off with another 100-yard sprint. Yeah, so it is just speed. It, it's, it's all about speed. It's all about drive. And who wants it the most? I don't see this yeah. going over a minute. Maybe minute, maybe ninety seconds. I, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I don't. I don't know that that sled push. Again, depending on conditions, and and how that sled is going to push, and if it's indoor, outdoor, astroturf, asphalt, you know, how easy is it going to be to move? That's gonna that's gonna dictate really. That's really going to be the only length of time that they're going to be on you know, be on the field. Those 100-yard sprints are going to be quick. Yeah, the the good news is, though, there's only five athletes, and I think lane eight caused the issue in the previous <laughs> year, so we won't have any issues uh, with five athletes in five lanes. No, no, of course not. You know, <laughs> we, you would hope. You, you would hope that this, this, is not, uh, this is not an issue this year. Now, that being said, if you listen to um, Dave Castro talk about it, he was saying there was a lot of other things that that went into that that it was more the athletes' fault than it was the sleds. You can, you know, debate that either way. But he, I mean, he had some pretty good points about the fact that that workout was not the sprint as much as it was the um, uh, ring muscle ups. The I think it was thirty unbroken ring muscle ups last year. Uh, I think it was it was a sled sprint. I think they were actually bar muscle ups. Were they bar? Either way, because, it was it was a muscle up. I know that. Yeah, and um, yeah, he he said you know if you look at the athletes, they went unbroken, and then also as well transition time as soon as they got off the bar, some yep. ran to their sled and some um, walked to their sled. So yeah, and and the margin too. and the margin for difference was only. He was like, it was like a, a 1.6 seconds between this guy and that guy. You know, are you really going to tell me that this guy is that much fitter? Um, I think Noah won, or he got second in that one. Because the first event, Not, he, the first event he won was Mary. Right? You know, I think I, I for whatever reason, I thought Noah won that event. And I'm trying to think who who would have beat him uh, if he were to finish second. I, I don't know. I want to say Mary was his first win, though, unless that was after. And I can't remember if it was after or not. Um, but he, I mean, he might have won. I know he was he was up there. If, if he was if he didn't win, he was in the top top two or three. Oh, you know what? Uh, he might have won that event. Um, so Mary was the night before and I think the sled sprint was a day after. Okay. That would make sense. So, all right. So we got the sled sprint and then we know that there's another workout based on it's at Atlanta. So it's not like Atlanta, the Atlanta, the city. Um, it's Atlanta, the goddess, which pff, there's no telling. Um, with with Dave Castro and his clues, it could literally be anything. Um, 
I don't know too much about that goddess as far as what she's known for. Um, I know there's running involved, I think. Um, but I don't know too much about her. So that's going to have to be, you know, looked at. We don't know what event, and that was going to be listed as the last event, I believe. Is that what he said? Yeah. The last event and also known as the hardest event in CrossFit Games history. Yes. So let's, let's, uh, let's do a little looking here for Dave Castro. And if you don't follow Dave Castro on, on Instagram, it's definitely worth checking out the Dave Castro, all one word. Um, okay. The Atlanta, he said the final event for the 2020 CrossFit games will be the most difficult final of any games. If not the most difficult event to date, any guesses and Ashley scuds actually goes on and comments can confirm. She is actually one of the ones that went out there and tested this event. Um, can confirm with three skull and crossbones. <laughs> so there's no telling what it could be. Um, and then, of course, Make Watts Great Again jumped on there and said she was part of a wild boar hunt. So I'm guessing with all you can eat bacon. <laughs> <laughs> always, always good with the comments. Um, Atalanta was left on a mountaintop to die. When she survived, her father wanted to get her married, but she would only marry someone who beat her in a foot race. So there will be some type of workout at the top of the hill and then a race to the bottom. That would be interesting. So what if you just took him on a helicopter all the way up to the top of the mountain at the ranch and just said, first one down wins. Right. <laughs> well, here's, and this is people's uh, guesses, actually. This is Matt underscore Johnson 91 on Instagram. Said trail run to the highest peak at the ranch, in parentheses, where she was left to die as a baby. 10 bear complexes because she was suckled by a she bear. I'd have a complex too. <laughs> and said, <laughs> find and kill a wild boar. She did that too because mythology. Oh, and for time. <laughs> I don't. I don't think she's gonna. I don't think they're gonna make him hunt. But uh, he did say that the the chances of being attacked by a wild uh, cougar are not zero. It's never zero, but uh, should be very low as long as they stay in a group. Actually, so I don't know if you listened to the last podcast, but I. I have a new uh, segment called Worst Case Scenario <laughs> where I actually I have this book that has all these worst case scenarios. I need to look and see if there's a cougar um, scenario. And if there is, I'm going to read that. <laughs> I'll have to add that to the podcast and be like, hey, so, you know, for all the, the CrossFit Games athletes that are listening, this is how you survive a cougar attack if, if you do get attacked yep. by, by a cougar so... or a wild animal. <laughs> My my strategy for surviving cougars is uh, buy them a drink. Nice. <laughs> if you go if you go to make what's great again, they have a great meme about the last event and it being the cougar ride, and in parent or in the in asterisks it says, an actual cougar, not a masters athlete. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, ooh, funny. So so those are the events that we know. Again, I'm thinking. If event 11 is the sprint sled sprint, I don't think it's going to be 12. It's got to be anywhere from, you know, 15, 16 events. 
I, I just I don't think they're gonna end it on a slit on a sled or a sprint sled sprint and then go to the the finisher. I think they're gonna have something else after that. At least I would I would assume so. Yeah, I mean you know it one it's always been a controversial event, so you can't end with that. And then you know I mean we both still think that there's gonna be a, a two part event like last year with the ringer. So yeah. You know, yeah, I think there will I, be a two-score. Fifteen to sixteen events would be would be a good bet. Yeah, and I mean that gives you uh, four to five events per day. Five events per day if you do fifteen. If you do five each day, um, which is a good that's a that's a beefy amount of of volume, for sure. Even if they're short events. So we didn't we we talked about the events. We talked about what they're doing, but we didn't talk about who's doing it. So I have my top five. I know you have your top five. I know we don't agree <laughs> on the top five. <laughs> we do agree on number one. Um, so we can just go ahead and throw those out there. We both agree that it's going to be pretty hard to bet against Tia Claire Toomey on the women's side and Matt Fraser on the men's side. They are the three-time and four-time fittest people on earth. They train together. They destroy competition and they are two of the most dominant athletes we've ever seen in the sport. So, safe to say, we agree on on number 1. Yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely get behind Tia on uh on number 1. I definitely see Matt coming out on top again this year. Um I mean, I I don't want to give away my pick for, no, for I know. second just yet. Yeah, um, no, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, I, we'll we'll come down to the fives and we'll work our way up. Okay. Yeah, because I I do see I do see one person as a potential threat, but only only to Matt. T is T is safe to say to be to be winning this year again. Yeah, she's head and above. I mean, she's just she's been destroying people. Um, neither one of them a lot have lost a live competition since they both finished second at the games. Um, respectively, they both finished twice in second place before they went on their three and four year runs. Um, so let's go, let's go over the ladies. We'll run through the ladies real quick and then we'll go to the guys. Um, actually, no, let's, let's, let's do this. We'll, we'll do the guys first because I think, I think the guys are a little bit more cut and dry <coughs> as far as that list. I think the women are the ones that are the kind of the wild card. So let's go. Number five, who do you got on the men's side? Uh, number five, I have Samuel Quant. Um, only because I don't know a lot about him as well. So he he kind of snuck in there. Uh, actually, I think he finished fourth. He did. Yeah, he did stage one. Yep. Um, I know he's consistently been at the games, but he's never really been towards the top. True. Now he's he's made big splashes at regionals when when there was regionals and i know last year so here's the thing with samuel kwan and and i have him in number five as well he had he suffered an injury last year which kept him out of the games i think had we seen him at the games last year we would have seen a a, a, a healthy and and strong samuel kwan and i think we would have we'd be talking about him more this year uh he hasn't really competed much as far as in-person competitions, obviously really no sanctionals or anything like that. 
Um, but obviously top five. So he's, he's, he's in there. He was fourth and really kind of sewed that spot up. He, um, you know, they, they were really looking at number six or I'm sorry, number five as, as far as, you know, kind of the bubble. Uh, so he finished, he finished fourth, but I've got him picked at fifth as well. He could surprise me. Um, but I also have him interchangeable with my number four, which I think we have the same person. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, okay, so that's event seven. Now, event eight, nine, and ten, no hints, no nothing. We have no idea what's what's going on for eight, nine, and ten. I'm going to assume that at some point there that we're going to have a swim um, and not a open water swim. They were testing in a pool, so I think it's going to be in the pool, probably some sort of couplet or triplet. Um, maybe they'll have, I mean, that could be your assault bike. Um, Ooh, that would, that would be nasty. Oh, it is nasty. I, I actually judged at a competition that had an assault bike buy-in and then it was, I think three rounds of dumbbell snatch goblet squats with the dumbbell and swim. And it was ugly. <laughs> it, I mean, it was, it was, it was really ugly. Um, but I mean, you definitely separated the true athletes from the, from the recreational ones for sure. Um, you know, and, and it was a team competition as well. So you kind of split that up, you know, but if you do the buy-in on the assault bike, you don't have to worry about the assault bikes getting wet and, and having mechanical issues or, or electronic issues. So if you do a, you know, let's say a 30 calorie, um, sprint buy-in and then into the pool and then some sort of, you know, snatch with a dumbbell or kettlebell or kettlebell swings or, or presses. I mean, you could do really anything once they're out of the pool and that could get, that could get really ugly. I'm just spitballing ideas. I don't know what they're going to do with the pool. You know, I don't think they're just going to do a, a standard swim. I don't think they're going to do a, you know, 800 meter butterfly or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if you, if you want my fourth pick, I'm just, I, I think, uh, Jeffrey Adler is going to end up finishing fourth. Um, you know, he's Canadian. Uh, not that that goes against him, but, um, you know, he's a really fit dude. He finished first in all of Canada. Uh, even though Pat Belner won the world, he won Canada. Um, once again, though, he's kind of he's kind of a mystery. Don't know too much about him. I think he's kind of been injured here and there as well leading up to the games or trying to make it to the games. So I got him as my fourth pick. He And, and I do too. So I have him as fourth. I do think, though, that he's going to steal a couple events. And I think he could actually steal the CrossFit total. I, I think I think he is lined up to possibly win the CrossFit total. Given some of his previous numbers, if the listed numbers that he has are correct, I don't know what his strict press is, but based off of Matt's, um, Matt was the top finisher out of these. I mean, really, there's only two of them. It was him and Noah. Um, he was the top finisher in the 2018. I think he was like fourth in the 2018 CrossFit total. Um, but Jeffrey Adler's numbers would only, I, I could see his deadlift 
and I could see his back squat as far as what he has lifted, listed on his site. But he doesn't have a strict press. But he would only need like 125 pounds to catch Matt on the total. So I think, and this is my bold prediction, that Jeffrey Adler could win the CrossFit total. And I think he could sneak up on some people, but I still, again, I don't have enough of a testing size to know if these short, fast, heavy events are going to play to his strengths or not. So I, I also have him at number four. And now I think this is where you and I start to go back and forth on, on, on who we have. So who is your number three? My number three, I have Justin Medeiros. He's the rookie of the year. Um, I actually didn't know too much about him. I just recently watched the Buttery Bros uh, vlog with him in it. So uh, I, I do I didn't feel get, like I know him a little bit better. I didn't get to see that one yet, but I'm excited to watch it. Oh, I just, I, if you think his mullet is good, just wait till you see his coach's mullet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, um, the mullet, I mean, he hands down the best hair in the game. I mean, that mullet is, it's, it's, it's very, it's very royal. It's very regal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a thing of beauty. Um, watching some of his training as well. I I mean, he is, he looks for, I think he's 20. Um, for 20, he looks really mature. Um, I don't see him breaking into one. I don't see him winning the games, but I have him locked in third just because, you know, I can see him making a rookie mistake here or there. Now, will it get him off a track? Um, Looking at his personality and his mentality, just based off that, dude is all about fun. You know, he's just a fun dude, so I don't see him really getting into a funk. But I do see a rookie mistake happening here or there. Okay. And, and I and I can definitely give him that. I will say this. Um, from watching him and listening to him talk, he is very mature behind, beyond his years. He, I mean, he, he carries himself in such a way that you don't see a lot of 20-year-olds doing. He is a former high school wrestler, um, went to state in, the, in California. So not just any state. He went to state in California, which is tougher to do because of how big California is. To, to make it to states, you have to be pretty pretty legit wrestler. And um, that wrestling pedigree, to me, I, and I, I think could push him push him a little bit further than uh, the number three. So, so I'm kind of giving away my pick. I have number two. Um, I have him as number two. I have, no, I have Noah Olsen as number three. I, no, listen, I love Noah. And, and, and I, I made fun of you because, you know, he's part of the, he's part of the training think tank, which is, you know, you, you train, you train with those guys. Um, you know, so hoping it wasn't a, a, you know, a little bit of bias on the pick, but I would get it. I would understand it. Noah, I love the guy. He's, he is always having fun. Um, not to say he's not taking it incredibly serious. He absolutely is, but he also looks at the, the, um, the funner side of it. And definitely is counting his blessings to be there and not taking anything for granted. And I love that about him. What I don't see with Noah yet, and, and, and I say yet because he could very well prove me wrong, and I hope so because, like I said, the guy is awesome. I met him at the games last year. 
um, I was doing the VIP tours and we weren't supposed to talk to any of the athletes unless they talked to us. And he was the only, he was really the only one that, uh, would interact with the tours that we were giving around. And he was just cutting up and just having fun. And he's still, I mean, for all intents and purposes, he should have been laser focused because he had the leader Jersey on the red shorts and, uh, but he was still cutting up and playing and, 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 and just having a great time and, you know, leading the CrossFit games. But I don't see, and again, I don't see yet the killer instinct that fourth quarter time to grip, you know, time to grip and rip and, and just, you know, get down in the trenches. And I felt like I saw him fall off a little bit at the end of the games last year in the, uh, the ringer one ringer two, when it, uh, when it came down to the ring burpees, I was actually surprised because it looked like he had a lot of trouble there. And seemingly something that he should have, I think, gotten a little bit better placement on. And especially given his position where he was in the in the comp- in the in the total competition, I thought he would have um, been a little bit a little bit higher there. So that's that's why I have Noah as number three. He's your number two. So yeah, so he I have Noah as my number two. Um, you know, it's, uh, watching his train this year, he's kind of, he's kind of been on the upward trend compared to the past couple of years. Um, he did say something the other day that kind of caught my attention as well. He said, um, he's not going to the games to beat Matt Frazier, which he, I think he had that mentality the past couple of years. Um, even though you have to go through Matt Frazier to win the games, he says, I'm going to Aromas to win the games. He's like, I'm not going to beat Matt. He's going he said, I'm going to win the game. So hmm. I think he still has that fun, loose, happy, but hungry mentality, but it is a little bit more focused this year. Um, and you know, I still think Matt's going to win this year, but if there is anyone to beat him, I think Noah has the best chance. He, you know, he went toe to toe with him and pushed him until the last event or pretty much the last two or three events last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, de- I definitely can see Noah still giving Frazier a run for his money. Uh, it just, with this scoring system though, a lot's going to depend. I, you know, if you take a last place this year, you you might as well just be pretty much out of the game. Yeah, no, I, and I would agree with that. the The point scoring is going to be is going to be interesting. I I think you can still take a last and still, because there aren't as many people, you could work your way out of it. But it's it's going to be difficult. Um, I I have Justin as my number two. Kind of, I don't want to say beginner's luck because he's in no way, shape, or form a beginner. Um, but I think given his background i think he does have that cutting that that um that killer instinct he's i don't think he's there yet to to take on matt but i think he could very well be the next generation matt fraser like come come behind him and be a two or three time champ i think he has the drive i think he has the will um everything i've seen about him he's been impressive he didn't make the CrossFit Games last year because of a sandbag event at the Granite Games where he just bombed. 
So instead of shying away from it, he attacked it. He attacks his weaknesses, anything that he sees that is a weakness. He attacks it, goes back after it, and um, he's just got a drive and determination that I haven't seen, that you don't see in a lot of people. It's, it's one of those intangibles that you can't really measure. So I've got him sneaking in. I've got him sneaking in at, at number two. I very well could see that go both ways and see you know, Noah at number two. But for for purposes of the pick, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna stick with my pick. I'm gonna stick with Justin as number two. So okay. let's jump over the ladies. Um, I know we've got some big differences on the ladies side. Um, again, we have Tia number one, but who is your number five? Number five, I have Brooke Wells. Um, I just. You know, every year she goes to the games and she just, you know, there's something that happens where, to me personally, it's, you know, uh, she either makes a mistake or, uh, I I don't know, it's hard to say, but I honestly think she's a bit overrated. Ooh. Okay. We're just going to call it out. (laughs) uh, Yeah. She, you know, she, she does have the strength. Um. But, you know, it's, I, I do, you know, as mean as it sounds, but, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to hold back. I do think she's overrated, um, you know, in, in regards to capacity wise, whether it be, you know, a, a running event. Uh, I know she's worked on some swimming, uh, but I mean, let's be real. There's no one that's going to come close to Tia and swim. No. Um, T and Haley are going to be pretty close there. I, I mean, yeah. uh, T is still a runaway, but I think it's Tia Haley one two in any in any type of swimming event. Yeah, run running as well. You know, I'd have to go Tia as well. I think you know, I I see I view Brooke as kind of a bigger of an athlete as well. Um, but I, I you know I I think handstand pushups give her an issue. We haven't seen those on an event yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just. You know, with that field, I just, I see the pressure getting to her, and I know she's Bergeron's athlete, but I still see the pressure gets to her every year, and I just, I don't think she's built for that pressure. So, would you think, would you say that she's more of like an open and stage one games athlete, like what we saw? I would say... Like when she doesn't have somebody lined up next to her, she can push, but when she has somebody lined up next to her, it gets in her head? Yeah, I mean, I, I I would say open, RIP regionals now sanctionals. Um, I see her as a sanctional athlete, but I just don't. I don't see her as a top five games athlete. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, she she's in there, so we we got to give her at least five. Um, <laughs> okay, so my number five, and this goes directly to the fact that they're at the ranch, and they're not in a gym. They're not in a coliseum. It's going to be a completely strange environment. Um, and I just don't know that she can necessarily handle the unknown, unknowable side of it. And that's Carrie Pierce. I Just something. I don't know what it is. And now, that being said, she's been the fittest woman in America for a couple of years when it comes to the games. But no woman... Uh, from America has been on the podium for at least I think five or six years and 
she's been the closest. She finished fifth last year at the games, and um, but she finished fifth to Tia, Katrin, um, and then you know a couple of a couple of the other ladies that aren't aren't here. So I, I've got her. I've got her sitting in fifth. I just I think when they get into the odd object and things like that, I think that's where she's going to probably, I'm not going to say fall apart. She's a fairly composed athlete when she's not falling off the rings um, in, in ringer one. That was, that was awful. Um, that was a fluke thing. She came off the rings and just belly flopped, knocked the wind out of herself and knocked her out of ringer number two. That being said, it had she not fallen, she may have cracked the podium last year so that's my that's my number five so who do you have for number four number four uh let's see uh, i'm trying to think we have Tia, we have carrie i just lost my list yeah um, you, so so you have brooke katrin no sorry you put brooke oh yeah you've got carrie yep, katrin and Haley. i have katrin okay Gotcha. And she um, finished fourth last year. Yeah, I, I, you know, looking looking at some of the events already, um, strength is going to be an issue for her compared to some of the other athletes. Uh, she's still a phenomenal athlete. Um, I think you even mentioned already as well. She's going in with a back injury. Yes. So that could definitely, you know, that could definitely play a role. Um, but I see her. I see her just barely missing out on the podium as well in fourth place. Okay. Um, I have your fifth place. I have Brooke. Kind of the same thing. Just outside that podium spot. Just just right on the right on the brink. I think she'll be close. Um, but I don't know. Again, kind of like you said, it's the killer instinct. It's the it's the not making mistakes when it's on the line, I, I just, I don't know. Now, that being said, my, I'm pretty solid on my first and fifth, but second, third, and fourth, I mean, I, I could throw darts, and I would not be surprised if any of them end up in those spots. Um, but I have Brooke, I have Brooke sitting in fourth, which leads us to the podium. So this is going to be the first year that there's an American on the podium. So who do you have for number three? Number three, I have uh, Haley Adams, the okay. young 19-year-old. Last year's Rookie um, of the Year? Yeah, she was a Rookie of the Year last year. Um, she has become a little bit more well-known now in competitions. Uh, last year, I think she kind of snuck up on people this year. And, you know, it sounds weird that uh, the winner of the teen games is sneaking up on people, but... Um, this year, I mean, I see her finishing third. Uh, she's training with Mayhem. She's training with Froning, uh, watching some of her training as well, watching her, how she did it rogue. She's just very, she's kind of like Justin where she is very, very mature for her age, but you also kind of see a little bit of flickers of immaturity here and there. Um, and, and, you know, I could just still see her making a mistake, one or two mistakes here or there, leaving her out of that second place spot. 
I think she, you know, from last year, she's kind of shored up a bunch of holes in her game. Uh, I know strength was an issue. I think this year she's gotten a lot stronger, um, but also while maintaining that that peak fitness she has. Um, you know, and she's young, she's energetic, and you know, I think she's 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 willing to risk it too and take some chances here and there. And I, th- you know, I just see her finishing third. Hmm. Okay. Now I have Katrin as number three. And so, so you had said, you know, as far as with Haley, her inexperience, you think it's going to cost her. Well, in the same vein, I think Katrin's experience is going to get her back on the podium. Um, it, it's weird to say that she's not the athlete that she was. She's been in the top five every year for the past five years. Won it. You know, obviously, you know, five, you know, four and five years ago, won the whole thing. And um, I think she has the experience. I think she has the grit. And she's one of those athletes that, you, yes, she's coming in with a nagging injury. If that isn't enough to take her down, she will come out fighting back against the wall. She is the best athlete. Um, it, it's kind of one of those fourth quarter game on the line. Who do you want to show up? Katrin. She shows up. She's the sled dog. She She's run quite a bit as far as like hills. I know um, at uh, I know Ben Bergeron has a hill that they run that I know she's trained on plenty of times. So I don't think the the run is going to be an issue as much unless the back holds her, holds her down. I do think the outright strength is going to be an issue. CrossFit total, I've got her finishing last, which is a problem. Um, but I think she is strong enough to mitigate the damage and come back from it. You know, I think she, I think she can, if there's anybody who can, I mean, she had a couple bad um, events in stage one and still came back to, uh, to get in the top five. So I have Katrin as my number three. So that leads you to your number two, which by process of elimination is my number five. <laughs> so we're, <laughs> we're completely on the other side on the other side on this one. Yeah. So number two, I, I mean, it goes without saying I have Carrie Pierce, another American woman on the podium. Um, <clears throat> you know, when I first picked her as finishing second, I came in with the idea that she finished second last year, which I was completely wrong. <laughs> um, but. You know, I, I know we are going to have some gymnastics that she's going to excel on. Yeah, um, like I see her doing well on the just, on the toes to bar. It's just yeah. and and lunges. It's just if she can keep the grip strength grip strength through the lunges. Yeah, uh, and you know I think she's gained a little bit of experience, especially from last year as well. I mean, shoot her her effort in winning Mary was just unreal. I don't. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that. And the fact that she did her—I think she did her handstand push-up strict too strict. the whole time. Yep. Yes. Yeah, um. Did. So I, I think that that's going to go untouched based on previous years. But I think she gained a lot of experience last year. That you know that is going to help put her on the podium and, and kind of you know kind of finish second. Okay. Well, I have the last year's rookie of the year, Haley Adams. Now it's funny because 
if you look at both my picks on the men and the women, I've got the young guns coming in second, kind of the new era of CrossFit, you know, like the, the, the people I think are going to lead the torch into the future. Um, I think Haley is going to be that, that dominant force that once she becomes the champ, it's going to be very hard to take her down. She has the mindset of somebody and, and she's much more mature than I think even she acts like, like when she steps on the floor, she is able to turn things off that most 19 year olds can't. And in turn, she turns it on to just dominate competitions. She was incredible at, um, I think, was it, was it strength and depth? Or was it Filthy 150? I cannot remember. I think it was strength and depth. Um, she competed and no, it was, uh, it was Filthy 150 where I believe she competed against, um, she was going toe to toe with Laura Horvath and somebody else. I cannot remember who it was, but I mean, just very impressive the way that she kept her composure, the way that she performed. Um, obviously she's with mayhem. So she's training with Rich Froning, um, who calls himself a glorified training partner because Tasia is her coach. And I just, I feel like she's got something similar, similar to Justin, that they have this drive and this determination and almost like they don't know that they're not supposed to be as good as they are. Does that make sense? Like, like a lot of times people can go in and think they're better than they are and they get in their heads. And I don't think that's the case for these two. I think they go in and they just shut everything off and they perform. And just that that killer instinct of going in and getting the work done. And uh, I, I heard an interview with Haley where she, they were talking about, you know, what are you thinking when you go into a competition? She's like, I'm not. I'm not thinking. I'm just, what's the work? And just go do it. So I think that, I think that sets her apart. I think she is poised to be up there and I I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if she if she pulls a second place. She's gonna push Tia on a couple of, of workouts, I think. Um, but we'll see. So those are my those are my picks. So I've got Tia, Haley, Katrin, Brooke, uh, Carrie, and then I've got Matt, Justin, Noah, um, Jeffrey Adler, and Samuel Kwan. So I think uh I mean that's the picks. So we'll see how it all yeah. shakes out. What um what athlete do you wish was there that that didn't get in these in this top five? Like we'll we'll pick one or one or two on the men men and women's side. Okay. So on the on the female side, um <clears throat> I wish that uh Carl Saunders was there. Uh not just because she's a you know, not just because she's a fellow Australian, but the fact that she, you know, just recently had a baby and that she's already at that competition level um, is, you know, is really, really impressive. And uh, she did kind of flounder a little bit on the stage one qualifier where she was doing quite well and kind of tailed off at the end. Um, but I know in the past she's been one to kind of give Tia trouble in regards to competition, she's always been there uh, in competitions with Tia, like nipping at her heels. So I think 
you know, the the first thing I'd want to see her there is just because, you know, I mean, she just recently had a kid and she's already out there thrown down again. Oh, absolutely. And, then, and the second reason would be that she just always gives Tia a run for her money. Yeah, I, I I love watching her compete. She's she's incredible. Um, my pick on Lady Side, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a sucker, but I'm I'm always gonna go for Sarah, like and 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 a healthy Sarah. And I thought we were gonna see it this year. And I know it's it's like the the, you know, everybody's favorite pick that never that never form, performs up to a potential. Um, but I would love to have seen her. At peak, she had an injury um, going into stage one. Everybody's like, what happened to her? And then she came out after and explained what the injury was. It was a infection from, a, she missed a box jump, had stitches, got it infected, and really messed with her during stage one. Um, but just the tear that she was on throughout the year, she was pushing Tia in live competition at Wadapalooza and um, just... I mean, she was pushing her, and then she won the Open. Um, she was just, she's been great. And then come game time, just like Sarah, she doesn't show up. So that that was kind of my my emotional, I wanted Sarah to be, be in there. Because I think in this atmosphere of five people, I think she's dangerous. With no crowds, five people toe-to-toe. I, I feel like she would be a dangerous athlete to uh, to go up against. So what about what about on the guy's side? Well, I know I know talking previously with you, I think we both have the same two guys. So what I'll do is I'll name one of the guys that I'd like to see there, and I'll let you kind of take the other one. Yeah. Uh, so the the guy that I'd like to see there is uh, not officially training think tank. Um, I'm not sure if he's still with Misfits, but Chandler Smith. I'd love to see Chandler there. Um, one, just his chemistry with Noah Olsen. They're just two fun, good, you know, loving dudes. Um, the, mar- the margarine man. The, yeah, the margarine man. The <laughs> fact that, you know, he is still in the service, but I think he's getting out very soon um, is quite impressive. But also as well, just, I mean, everything he's done for the community, leading, you know, leading the diversity of the community, coming out and being a spokesperson when Glassman, you know, kind of crossed ahead all those issues with Glassman, Um, him just stepping up and saying, hey, man, I'm qualified, I'm out. Uh, Just just his moral compass, him as a human being, the, you know, the changes that are going on in CrossFit are, you know, uh, I'd like to say because of him taking a taking a stand, but also as well pushing forward with everything. So, I mean, all, you know, everything, you know, social injustice with him as well. I'd love to see him there, but also as well, I mean, he is a phenomenal athlete. And oh, yeah. what is crazy to me is he is strong, but he's got raw strength. Like, yes. If you if you watch his lifts, they're not all technical, but he still will outlift the big dogs. Even you know, and if you watch Rogue Bergner was watching him do a clean and jerk, and Bergner's like, "Oh my God, I don't know how he jerked that with that spine and that form." Yeah, coming up on the just, toes. It, 
he's able to manhandle that weight. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I would love to have seen him compete. And literally it came down to seconds between him going and not, um, had Jeffrey Adler not gotten up off the ground and run across the finish line when he collapsed in friendly Fran, had he taken two more seconds, it would have been Chandler and not Jeffrey Adler. So, I mean, all these little itty bitty little things that kept him away from it, but he was by far the closest person to the bubble. Um, out of out of either side of the competition, My, yeah, and I think I think him and Noah tied on the row, and if he would have if he would have been one second faster than Noah, he would have qualified. Yeah, so I mean he was he was so so close, and I know you know just seeing his post after he was very disappointed that he didn't make it, but man he was close. My now this isn't necessarily competition side that I want to see him see him at the games for mere trash talking and comedic content. I wanted Jacob Hepner because if you followed Jacob Hepner during the rogue invitational stage one, it's just, he's hilarious. He goes on these rants. He trash talks everybody he can find. It is all in good fun. Everybody knows it's all in good fun. So he's not, you know, he's not like, talking trash about people to you know to be serious and actually make fun of them you know or, you know try to tear them down but he's just he's just a good dude he's hilarious and uh definitely wanted to see him see him make it i don't know that he would push you know the way some of these other athletes would as far as from a competition side but as far as an entertainment side all day yeah and you know i I'd love to, you know, like you, I'd love to see him just as trash talk. I mean, he is, he does not care who he trash talks and I think everyone gets it. It's all in good fun. I I think during Rogue, he, he was trash talking Frazier. He was trash talking in the middle of the clean and jerk event. Uh, I know him and he was trash talking Chandler, um, but it's all in good fun with him. And he is, he is an entertainer. He puts on those little silky uh, those little silky shorts and yep. just, you know, does his fitness, but knows his limits and knows his weaknesses and, you know, kind of, you know, covers them up with some trash talk I w- in between. I would actually love for him to do commentary of the CrossFit games, like just in between the events, just hop on his Instagram live and just go off. Uh, I think that would be very entertaining. I would, I would definitely sign up for that. So, all right, man. I think we've like covered this thing front and back. You got anything else to add as far as as far as the games this year and, and what you think? I mean, it is a games for the ages. I don't think we'll and hopefully we'll never see another games like this. With oh five, gosh, I hope, uh, I hope for not. the men and women. I told I my love... I told my wife because I've I've actually I volunteered at the CrossFit Games the last two years, and I'm like I'm so excited for the CrossFit Games, but I'm a little bit sad. Because it's not in Madison and I can't go. Like I was, I was heartbroken when I found out that it was going to be this way and that there were going to be no volunteers. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully, this will be the only games like this. Um, you know, I'm excited. I mean, there's, you know, sports are just starting to ramp up. Um, I'm, I think CrossFit has kind of been one of the first sports to actually, you know, with Rogue and other competitions to kind of to open things back up in the sporting world. Um, I know they fought hard to keep this, uh, this season going, 
not with just COVID, but everything that's going on in the community to pull something off like this is going to be huge this year. Um, and it's going to be on CBS, which is going to give it notoriety. So yes, going to get out in the public again and start making steps towards where we were in 2018 before all this, uh, before the first implosion happened. And then, the, yeah. and then the second implosion. Yeah. And, and I'm excited as well for, you know, for the new CEO of CrossFit. I know, I don't know if it's confirmed, but I guarantee that he'll be out at the ranch as well. So it'll be interesting oh, yeah. to kind of see his take on the sports side of CrossFit as well. Uh, I would love for them to make an announcement on what the season will look like next year during the CBS live stream. I think that would yeah. I think that would be huge if they could do that. You yeah, know, because sad, because they're, they're though, not just, they're know, not going to compete for two with hours. COVID and everything going on, I don't think they can set a schedule. Yeah, we do we do know the opens going back to February and March. Yes, but they they could they could definitely set whether or not a precedent whether or not you could qualify through the open. Well, I'm that's out. the big one. <laughs> You're out as far as qualifying or or. Uh, the qualifying through the open. Yeah, yeah, you and me both. I'll I'll keep my you know, however many thousands. Oh, but I, actually, I jumped into a new uh, a new bracket because I turned forty. So now I'm in the now I'm in the masters. Like, oh, I'm like, counting down the years. I'm I'm jumping up into the forty forty year old masters. So I was I was in the baby masters, um, the the thir- the, the uh, thirty five to thirty nine division. Um, so. We'll so see. would that make you a seasoned master then? Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, those <laughs> masters could whoop my tail any day. Um, I'm still in the I'm still in the thousandth division, even at, even at that age group. So, <laughs> well, Tom, man, thank you so much for spending the time and and uh, you know coming on the show and you know being the motivation for actually making this show happen and. Uh, Dude, I look forward to uh, to listening to you on your podcast, and make sure to go ahead and tell everybody where you're at. Yeah, so you can find uh, my podcast, The Full Send Podcast, on Spotify, uh, Anchor FM. Um, if you want to follow me on the Instagram, you can check me out at T underscore Taylor 39. Uh, I tend to post my daily training um, along with a couple other things here and there. Um, and, yeah, that's about all the social media I really have uh, besides Facebook, but that's more like family stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and and you always post some awesome, you know, awesome training videos, whether it's, uh, you know, some sort of um, lift complex or, or, or strategy or whether it's just you, you know, dancing and acting the fool in the in the gym which i'm all about <laughs> yeah yeah you know I, I have someone local where we kind of have like a dance competition on instagram every you know every week or every other week and you know it's you know i love showing up you know showing my training whether it's being new things i'm learning whether it's being you know new prs but i also as well know that not everything's all perfect and beautiful um yeah, there's videos of bloopers, outtakes. I, you know, I want to say there's one where I ended up, you know, giving myself a concussion on a handstand walk. There's probably within the next day or two, there's going to be a chest bar one where I absolutely uppercut myself with the bar. So, oh, nice. I, I like to, you know, I 
I show the good, but I also as well, you know, I'm human, so I like to show the bad. And then also as well, kind of, you know, I'm married, I have a kid, but I'm also as well doing this CrossFit athlete thing. So showing everyone that, you know, yeah, you can have multiple things going on, but still be competitive as well and train. For sure, man. And we'll be looking forward to uh, to those posts and definitely the uh, the uppercut one. That's always fun. <laughs> I, I have I actually have a a person in my gym and I, she will remain remain nameless for for all intents and purposes of this but she was doing a toes to bar and had the suicide grip fell off landed on her back she's fine she's good but um, anytime I see a video of somebody falling off a bar she gets tagged <laughs> <laughs> she gets so mad but she gets tagged every single time but anyways Tom thank you so much man for uh, for doing this and. Looking forward to uh, to the games this weekend. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome to watch. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Thanks.